0: two times more men become alcoholics as opposed to women. So God knows exactly what he's referring to here. So he tells the men off the front foot that you are to be sober. And God encourages the women that are not to be enslaved to alcohol. And the best uh, means by not being enslaved is to, to, to totally abstain. And then note that in verse number three, this is very, very important, As mature women, we need our mature women to be teachers of good things. The word good here means valuable. That which is a benefit. Benefit to who? Well, verse number four goes on to teach. They may teach the young women. So it's very, very important that we encourage our mature men to reflect godliness, to be godly, because I've known over the years... As you mature in age, your life testimony carries a greater weight than what you say. So it's no coincidence the Bible stresses here for the mature men to be. Very interesting. To be sober, brave, etc. To say, in all the things that are wanting to help to edify the the Church as a mature woman, you have the responsibility of having a ministry in teaching the young women, and you need to seek opportunity to teach young women the following. Note there, verse number four: to be sober. Now the root word that's translated sober here is different to the one translated sober in verse number 2. The root word here has to do with to exercise self-control, in other words to encourage structure, order. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 the Bible teaches us that we are to do everything decently and in order. So as a mature woman, you have the opportunity to help and encourage the young women to live ordered lives, to be sober, to live ordered lives. itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, of all things, endureth all things. How does all this flesh out? And for those of us that are of mature age, you no doubt, I'd like to think you've worked at least some of these principles out. And you have the opportunity to share that with the young married. To teach the young women how to love their husbands. It's interesting it doesn't say the young married women, by the way. It says young women. Young women. See? See? So, in other words, as a mature age woman, you have the opportunity to draw alongside a young lady, whether they're married or yet to be married, and encourage them. This is how you can love your husband. This is what I've learned. How you can love your husband. Then it goes on to say to love their children. Love their husbands, love their children. See all of this can be imparted to our young ladies, even before they're even married, to love their children. And especially once they're married, we need to encourage our young married couples. And as a mature lady, you have that opportunity to encourage. The young moms, this is how you can love your children. Or maybe when God sees fit to give you a husband and give you children. This is what I've learned. How you can show and reflect the love of God to your children. So children are not an inconvenience. Children are a gift from God. And I like to think as a mature age woman, you have worked out, worked that out from a biblical perspective. And we need to encourage our young mums and our young mums to be how they can love their children. Very, very important. And then it goes on to say to be discreet. The aged women have to teach the young women how to be sober, love their husbands, love their children, to be discreet. What does that word discreet mean? It means to. It's soundness of mind a soundness of mind. One that limits freedom with proper thinking. The Bible teaches us the man in the galleries had a sound mind. He was seated, clothed, and he had a, a sound, right mind. And um, the mature women need to teach the young women, this is what it means to be discreet, this is what it means to have a sound mind. This is what it means to be sober minded. In one Peter chapter one, please. First Peter chapter one. In verse number thirteen, the Bible reads, Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that of Jesus Christ. to so the mature women are to teach the young women to be discreet, to have a sound mind and also the Bible goes on to teach that it teach the young women to not only to be discreet but to be chaste. Where chastity means freedom from defilement, pure. How do you live a pure life? How do you maintain purity as a young lady, whether you are married or not? How do you do that? Well, I like to think for those of us that are of mature age work some things out. So you've got something to give. Oh, brother, I'm not an expert, you don't need to be an expert. If we would just consider others and see that we have an opportunity to edify and build one another up, see, can you see what's happening here in the book of Titus? That uh the Apostle Paul is trying to encourage Titus. Hey, there are some things that need to be sitting on order. We need leadership, we need to address false doctrine, but we need good teaching, healthy teaching. And each part of the church family, whether you are a mature age or a young age, you have a part to play. And in the mature, women need to teach the young women how you maintain moral purity in a wicked day. Many women were unfaithful to their husbands. The island of Crete was full of wickedness and ungodliness. And therefore there was a need for the mature women to impart some of their wisdom on how to maintain moral purity. Then it goes on to teach... To be discreet, chase, keepers at home, domesticated. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 14. A similar charge, 1 Timothy 5 14, the Bible reads, I will therefore let the young women marry. House and give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. So as a mature woman, I would like to think you have watch some things on how to maintain your house. And you can impart that wisdom to the young women. As the husband takes care, care of the affairs outside the home, the Bible teaches us, it's the woman's responsibility to take care of the affairs within the home. The home its upkeep, its management, should be the priority of the woman. And as a mature age woman, you have the opportunity to encourage and teach the young women, this is how I do it. This is how you can do it. This is how you maintain your home. This is what it means to be a keeper at home. This is how to make your home a priority. I'm afraid today many of our homes are just transfer stations. The home is not a transfer station. The home should be a haven of rest. Amen. Where there's godly leadership, where there's harmony in the home and everybody fills their place. And as a woman, you have the opportunity to create. That atmosphere by being a keeper at home. Make it a priority. And for those of us that are mature age, mature women, you have the opportunity to share some of your wisdom. There's no point standing back and criticizing. You can impart. This is how I do it, this is how I run my home, this is what I've learned. Keepers at home, when you mature women, teach young women how to be domesticated. How scary have young women today? They don't even know how to use a vacuum cleaner. They don't know when to turn it That's tragic. Our dentist, the receptionist, was complaining that like they can't keep any staff, and some of these uh, assistants. Cleaner. And I said to my wife, she referred to men, no, refers to girls. That's terrible. I think it's terrible a man not to know how to use a vacuum cleaner. And if you don't know how to use a vacuum cleaner, men come and see me after service. I'll give you a crash, crash course. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a mature woman, you can teach a young woman this is how to use a vacuum cleaner. This is where you turn on it. This is where you point the nozzle. <laughs> right? Up here, down here. This is how do it. One, two, one, two, methodically, systematically. So it's the responsibility of mature women that teach the young women how to keep their home. I'm a pastor, I don't know where you good don't keep my home, I work at it. So you can teach others. It's so very important. Then it goes on to say, to be good. Mature women are to teach the young women to be good. What does that word good mean? It means to be kind, to be gracious. Note then Proverbs chapter 31. Honestly, what's the point of a woman having a PhD? She can't even use it in completely. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 31, verse number 26. Concerning this virtuous woman, the Bible teaches us in Proverbs 31, 26, she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. <clears throat> so, as a mature age woman, you can teach the young women this is how you reflect kindness. This is how you can be kind and gracious. Let's read on in Proverbs chapter, uh, pardon me, Titus chapter 2. The Bible teaches us keep us at home, good. Are you ready for this one? Obedient to, let's say it together, their Amen. own Obedient to their own husband. How do you do that? Well, as a mature age woman, I'd like to think you've worked it out. At least to a measure. You can encourage these young ladies, this is how you can reflect obedience to your husband. Toward what end? We'll note in verse number five, it goes on to read, that the word of God be not blasphemed. When a wife is not obedient to her husband, she gives the devil an opportunity to blaspheme God Almighty. That's pretty heavy. So the mature women are to teach the younger women to be obedient to their own husband. This is how you reflect obedience to your husband. To what end? That the word of God be not blasphemed. You call yourself a Christian and you are not obedient to your own husband. Well, you're giving the devil an opportunity to blaspheme. So, how does a young lady obey her husband? Well, I think as mature women, you work some things out. And you need to impart that knowledge. This is how I do it. Your women are to be teachers of good things. they teach the young women this is what it means to be sober, to love your husband, to love your children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. The word of God be not blasphemed. Then, note in verse number six, he addresses the young men. young men.
1: Young men likewise
0: exhort to be sober-minded, sobriety, to exercise self-control in mind. It's interesting that the word sobriety is used in the context of the mature men, the mature women, the young women and now the young men. It's so important that we exercise sobriety, to exercise self control in our minds, to fill our minds with the precious Word of God. Note in Romans chapter 12, please. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, the Bible teaches us in verse number 2. Romans 12. So, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To what end? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So be sober-minded, we to fill our minds with the precious word of God. It's so important. And young men, yes, young men, you need to be careful what you fill your mind with. I'd like to encourage you, young men, to fill your mind with the Word of God. The Word of God will purify and cleanse your thoughts. It's so critically important that we have uh, thoughts that bring honor to God. Likewise, exhort. The young men to be sober-minded because as young men you will struggle with your thoughts more so as far as purity in your thoughts it'll be more of a struggle for a man not a sort of struggle for a lady because men are dumb compared to women we are stirred by sight see Men have a little bit uh, women have a little bit more intelligence about them. Uh, it's more so. So men just need to see and um, their history. So it's no coincidence, that is morally speaking, it's no coincidence the Bible teaches us. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Keep your thoughts under control. Cast down imaginations to be high. Good works. Now, note there in chapter 3, verse number 5 of Titus, it reads, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So, we're not saved by works, we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. And I trust that you have an understanding of that. I trust you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ as Saviour, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy. He saved us. His death, burial resurrection, He saved us. To what end? Look at verse number 14 of chapter 3. And let ours also learn to do what? Maintain good works for necessary uses. That they be not unfruitful. So we are not saved by words, but we are saved to reflect our faith. needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. So as a young man, you need to know what you believe. As a mature man, you need to know what you believe. What do you believe about the Gospel? What do you believe about eternal security? What do you believe about the coming of Christ? What do you believe about the Scriptures? What do you believe about Jesus Christ? What do you believe? What do you believe about the Holy Spirit? Oh, perhaps I don't know, what you need to know. As a young man, you need to be diligent in studying the scriptures. Allow us to help you to study the Word of God so you know what you believe and why you believe it, and you and I can make an impression. We need young men that make a good impression, a permanent impression of good works. Young men that know what they believe and why they believe it. Then it goes on to say verse number 7 showing uncorruptness showing uncorruptness and this is in the context of guarding against, against false doctrine showing uncorruptness and note that verse 7 gravity so not only are the mature men to should be brave to be serious minded about things of God But also, the young men need to be serious about things to God. And then verse 7 goes on to read, sincerity, genuineness, wholeheartedness, the opposite of hypocrisy. So the young men are to be sober-minded. The young men are to show a pattern and impression of good words. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, knowing truth and believing truth and staying away from error. So many young men are drawn away with error. Men, don't be like that. Don't decide that you're going to make Google your pastor. Okay, Google is not your pastor. God has given you a shepherd, and you've got a Bible. You read your Bible, you study your Bible, and you be in church, and don't let allow Mister Google to be your pastor. As many young men have been destroyed by Mister Google. Mister Google has no time for God. See, and you can go to Mister Google and basically ask Mister Google whatever you want. And whatever you want to believe, Mr. Hughes, I like, yes, you can believe that. I'll show you how. God deliver us. Many young man has been destroyed by Mr. Jews. And God help us. We'll be students of the Word of God, showing all our corruptness, gravity, sincerity, genuineness. Second Corinthians chapter eight. As the Apostle Paul encourages these believers to give submissions. To Note there in chapter eight, verse number eight, he said, I speak not by commandments. In other words, I'm not forcing you to give, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, in order to help others and to prove the sincerity of your love. We writes to the church and he said, look, you have an opportunity to prove your love, the sincerity of your love, that you are genuine. And as a young man, you need to cultivate a genuine spirit, a sincere spirit. Sincerity should be the norm, not the exception. I'm afraid it's the exception. The odd individual is, "Oh, that person is very sincere." Well, always should be sincere. Yeah. That person is very genuine. All should be very genuine. We Christians should be natural, should be normal for the child of God. And as a young man. You need to cultivate sincerity. You need to be grave and treat seriously the things of God. You need to know your doctrine. You need to be sober-minded. It seems like we have a generation of young men today that are still young in their brains. 30 years of age, and they're still playing little computer games. That's tragic. If that's you, grow up. Please. Please, 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 grow up. You know? We still have 30 year old men that still want money to make the dent. Grow up. That's why men are getting married later in life because they want to avoid responsibility. It's pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. Grow up, young men. Be sober-minded. Be grave. Know your doctrine. Be genuine. Take a stand for Jesus Christ. We need some young men that are truly men. Thing think to say of you. So we need young men that are sound in speech. What sound means to be wholesome. A guard of tongue. Wholesome. The Bible teaches us that we ought to be swift to hear our to speak. That's why God, his wisdom has given us two ears at one time. Not two times, one evening. God's awfully smart. So any young (coughs) men that are full of wholesome speech, the Lord Jesus from time to time didn't say anything. As he studied in the Gospels, there are times that he spoke up and there are times he kept his mouth shut. Good advice. Yeah. So we need young men that are sober minded, we need young men that will make an impression with good words, they'll reflect their faith. in good words, what kind of good words? In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech. We need some young men that are truly godly young. We need godly young ladies. And we godly <coughs> mature men. Mature ladies. So whether you're a mature man, mature lady, young man, or a young woman, you and I have a part to play in the world being of the New Testament Church. Because the Apostle Paul Commission, Titus, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. In combating error, we need sound doctrine. And here within this chapter, the Bible gives us some sound doctrine. We goes on to teach further, but we don't have time to continue on. But for now, let me encourage you to so whether you're a young man, young woman, mature man, mature woman, you can make a contribution. You can help the well-being of others within the context of the New Testament church. So i encourage the, the aged men to lead from the front and be that God example. And I want to encourage the mature age women to lead from the front Be teachers of good things. I'd like to encourage the young women to be teachable. Be teachable. And I'd like to encourage the young men this evening please, grow up. Grow up. Put away your little games. Be a man. Right, please, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of our families, for the sake of the Lord being, being of the New Testament church, for the sake of this nation that needs to see God's and Christ's likeness in the lives of God's people. And you and I can make that contribution. You now the Bible teaches us, let no man despise thy youth. May I encourage you that are of mature age, let no man despise thy age. You have something to offer. Yes, you do. And young people value that. Seek to learn. Watch. Observe. And God gives you an opportunity to impart. Impart. Some of you teenagers can be encouraging the primary age children. Yes, you can. Some of you young adult singles can be encouraging some of our teenagers. Oh, i never thought of that. Well, you need to. That's the whole principle right here, is it not? Age, young, age, young. What's the principle? That all of us have a measure of maturity that we can impart to others. So you as a married man can impart some wisdom to a young adult, single man. You as a young adult, single man, can impart some wisdom to a teenager. So if you teenagers you can impart some wisdom to a primary age child. May God help us to consider one another and seek to build up one another for the glory of God. For well, this is sound doctrine. How oh, well, the pastor they just need to learn on their own? Well, no. If taught, there's some lessons we will learn on our own. That's just part of life. Can't learn everything. I wish I learned everything in Bible college. No, I have learned three years of knowledge in Bible college. I'm still learning today. So you and I need to impart what we know for the glory of God and not to build up the New Testament church. Let's start here.